0: as i was making my circuit around this morning came back there and the timing was just right sister dahlia was standing back there and we got to that chorus just as i was going by and i said i'm going up yonder (laughs) (laughs) praise god hallelujah isn't the lord good thank you jesus Thank you, Jesus. Amen. It's great when plans come together and things work. Zig Ziglar uh, was a motivational speaker, and I was not a big fan and follower of his, but he said some things. One of the things that he said that I have adopted, it is that it is good to do things poorly, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly while you are learning to do it well. Anything that starts generally starts with sputters and stops and like my first car and I wasn't real sure about clutch and gears. A lot of you don't know what I'm talking about, but we hopped it home. (laughs) Uh, And I was, as we started this morning, I turned to my wife and said, don't those girls sound good? (laughs) Things are coming together. Stuff is beginning to mesh. It's starting to work. We're not there yet but oh we it's working it's working praise god praise the lord if if you give me the the title slide i'll get started here try to keep an eye on the time and that's probably about what i'll do with it just keep an eye on it uh the We are are set up on our our scheduling so that sometimes we know quite far in advance that we're going, when we are going to be ministering here in this capacity. And that gives us time to uh, contemplate, it gives us time to, to work on things, to come up with what the Lord would have us to do, what we should say. I've known for quite some time that I was going to be here this morning at this in this slot doing this job. But the Lord doesn't always work on the same schedule that we pick out. I remember a time, and I may have told you about it when I, I knew for several weeks that I was going to be preaching at a church in Tulsa, and I got nothing, 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 nothing. Uh, In prayer, nothing on my way down, nothing during the service, during the prayer, during the announcements, during during the introduction. And then I opened my Bible and suddenly I had an hour and a half message that people were still talking about, not for its length, but for its content over 10 years later. Now, when that happens, you know you didn't do it kind of like a turtle on a fence post you know he had help <clears throat> and this one I I sent uh, we have we have a deadline I'm, I'm pulling back the curtain this morning if that's all right and we have a deadline to have our information into the uh, audiovisual team uh, so that they can prepare slides so that they can get everything all set up and, and going and and uh, so my deadline was five thirty Friday afternoon. At five thirty Friday afternoon I sent in what I had and last night at midnight I finished, except for the additions that I made in our meeting ministerial meeting this morning. <sighs> And the thing is that I've been thinking about this, and I've, I feel like the Lord has been talking to me about this topic for months. So maybe the, the title, uh, I hope by the time I get through, uh, like Caleb's uh, just a taste, you will have a better understanding of, of what all this is about, but that you will listen to me. I want to start with scripture. <clears throat> I have about 11 scriptures this morning. This is a word church, isn't it? Okay. We'll start with Exodus chapter 8 and verse 20. And uh, I'm probably going to, with my voice and other ways, call attention to certain words in these scriptures. Then the Lord told Moses, notice those words, the Lord told Moses, get up early in the morning and stand in Pharaoh's way as he goes down to the river. Say to him, this is what the Lord says. Let my people go so they can worship me. 1 Samuel chapter 8, verses 6 and 7. Samuel was displeased, the people that asked for a king, and with their he was displeased with their request. And went to the Lord for guidance. Do everything they say to you, the Lord replied. For they are rejecting me, not you. They don't want me to be their king any longer. In First Kings 19 and 9, uh, this is Elijah in his fit of depression. And the Lord said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? Jeremiah 1, uh, 4 through 7. This, I think, is the longest one. The Lord gave me this message. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. O sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. Notice the Lord replied, don't say I'm too young. For you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. In Hosea chapter 1, verse 1, I'm just going to read the <clears throat> pardon me, first part of this. The Lord gave this message to Hosea, the son of berai and uh, then some more. Joel 1 and 1, again truncated, or no, this one's not. This is the word of the Lord that came to Joel, son of Pethuel. Are you noticing a a theme here? Amos 7 and 8. Amos, what do you see? Asked the Lord. A plumb line, I replied. Behold, said the Lord. I'm setting a plumb line among my people Israel. I will no longer spare them. Then Jonah chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, saying, Get up, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. Zephaniah 1 and 1. This is the word of the Lord that came to Zephaniah, the son of Cushai, and then other things. Haggai chapter 1, verse 7. This is what the Lord of hosts says. Consider carefully your ways. And then Zechariah chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. In the eighth month of the second year of Darius, the word of the Lord came to the prophet Zechariah, son of Berechiah, the son of Edo, saying, the Lord was very angry with your fathers. I want to talk about prayer this morning. Prayer. Now, I did a little looking up of of prayer and, and what it means and and I, I noticed that uh, it is a definition in the Merriam-Webster dictionary that it's, first of all, an address such as a petition to God in word or thought, like uh, I said a prayer for the success of our trip. It's a, a set order of words that are used in praying, like a, a written prayer that someone would read and, or memorize and use. Uh, in that, it's an earnest request or wish. It's the act or practice of praying to God, uh, such as kneeling in prayer. It's a religious service <clears throat> consisting chiefly of prayers. We've, we've, they have prayer breakfast. Well, that they're they got a lot of talking generally, and some praying. Uh, It's uh, something that's prayed for, or it also has a meaning of a slight chance. You haven't got a prayer. (laughs) Uh, It's uh, In our language, it comes from a Middle English word that was first uh, brought to our, uh, first entered the language in the 14th century. And combined with some of my other studies, it, it just it stood out to me that the word prayer entered our language about uh, somewhere in the same time that that the European continent was dealing with the Black Death. So I, I don't know if there's any any uh, con you know, contact there between them or, or not. In uh, the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance, we find that uh, uh, it means to, to uh, worship. It also means to have an intercession or a supplication. Brother Moss, you're doing it again. You're laying a foundation. Yeah, I'm going to dig this one deep. Uh, it also means to supplicate or to worship prayer actually can be used in two ways to ask a favor now we're we're well familiar with that one in fact that's almost our definition of prayer but there's another way that it can be used and that is to ask a question and a question means that you're looking for an answer. And if an answer is given, that means you need to listen to the one who has the answer. This morning or this afternoon, gonna take me a while to get, uh, get the clutch working on that one, I wanna expand the usual definition of prayer. Now, as you can tell from what I've already given you this morning, there are hours and hours and hours of material. I have not used even 5% of the scriptures that I could have used talking about God said. So that means I won't hit everything this morning, and I won't cover every eventuality. But I'm going to step up to the plate and take a swing at it. Many years ago, <clears throat> I uh, I went to Bible college with a young man who did not have the Holy Ghost. And... uh the next year, he he was not in Bible college, neither was I. I was out evangelizing and, and then took a, a position as assistant pastor at church in Oklahoma City. And it was a real kind of an unusual situation. I was the assistant pastor at, at one church, and I was preaching a revival at another church in the same town. And uh, as far as I know, there was not any, any problem or difficulty with it. They got along well. Imagine that. Christians getting along well. Uh, but uh, for I, I, was, I was privileged to be the evangelist in the revival where Billy got the Holy Ghost. And uh, sometime after that, he and his wife and family uh, came up to a place, a little place in Oklahoma called Ponca City. It was 70 miles west of where I was pastoring, uh, building a home missions church, and he came there to build a home missions church in that city. And so, so it was only seventy miles, so we were close neighbors, and uh, we would uh, go over there sometimes and and uh, fellowship with them, try to help them. And and they had a daughter. I don't remember her age, but she was a uh, she was short. <laughs> and uh, when she would talk to you if your eyes wandered she would tap you on the knee or on the hand or look at me look at me look at me and then she would when she got your attention back got your at least your eyes back then she would continue but if you if your eyes drifted look at me look at me look at me because she wanted to make sure that you were listening. And that to her, the eyes on her symbolized, I don't know if her mama had done that to her or where she got it, but evidently it, well, I'm sure she's a grandmother by now, but uh, when she was a small child, Look at me, look at me, look at me. Another illustration. I uh, did a little research last night. I thought I, I was right, and sure enough I was, but Ray Stevens, some of you know him as a, an entertainer. And he, several years back in the in the midst of a, a day that uh, was a little different than this one, wrote a song, Would Jesus Wear a Rolex on His Television Show? (laughs) Would He Wear a Pinky Ring? Would He Drive a Fancy Car? Would Jesus Wear a Rolex on His Television Show? Would His Dressing Room Have a Star? But one of the lines in there was that if Jesus came back, would he admit that he's been talking to all those preachers who say they've been talking to him? At Sinai, Israel did not want God to speak to them. They did not want to listen. We've heard more than we want to already. But from Sinai, God was actually saying, listen to me.
1: I've got what you need. I can direct you
0: do what i tell you it will help many of you are familiar are familiar with the search for truth bible study home bible study what is probably not so well known among you or among us is that search for truth also put out a a, a discipleship study called it was named called chosen and faithful and there were lessons on this subject and that subject, and and much of what you would cover in in almost any discipleship series. But they had one lesson in there on prayer. And they got very technical in their discussion of prayer in that lesson. they 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 talked about physical positions. You can kneel, you can stand, you can, Prostrate yourself, stretched out on the floor. You can raise your hands. You can clasp your hands and uh, for prayer. You can uh, uh, do this and do that. And and uh, they talked about the different types and styles of of prayer. But a prayer, as we have defined it, has become in many ways a duty. It's become a chore in some instances. It's a box to be checked. speaking of boxes, <clears throat> there's not a box in the universe that will contain our God. I don't care who constructed it, how many people were were in on it. When you start defining God and putting him in a box <laughs> You're about to find out there's something hanging out. <laughs> it won't all go in what we define. I had a, a friend of mine, I've I've run with some folks from time to time through the years that uh, I don't know if I'm attracted to them or they're attracted to me, but we, we just don't kind of see things like everybody else necessarily sees them. And he this brother, and I'm not going to call his name, especially since it's going out over the internet, but this brother was talking about that he was he was afraid for some folks because they backslid every night while they were asleep. I looked at him, what are you talking about?" He said, "Well, they've got to pray through every morning before when they get up. they must have backslid overnight while they were asleep." <laughs> <coughs> Some of my friends are about like I am. <coughs> Anyhow, I remember shortly after I well I received the Holy Ghost in a revival. Yeah, uh, that may have been a Monday night or a Tuesday night. Don't remember right now. But the next Sunday morning, when I showed up for church, you know, and I'd been through the in the revival all that week, and the revival closed, and showed up for Sunday school the next Sunday morning. And one of the men of the church came up to me and said, well, do you still have the Holy Ghost? Now, I had had the Holy Ghost less than a week. I had no idea what I should sell him. i I just floundered. I I, 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 huh? (laughs) And sometimes we we run into situations like that of, of people have their preconception and and they're asking questions, and they're saying things that they don't understand the implication to us, and we don't understand what they're talking about. Sure, I still had the Holy Ghost. I just didn't know what he was asking, and I'm not sure he did. There are some folks that, that say you need to pray through till you speak in tongues every day. I don't know if you've ever heard that, but I've, I heard that quite a bit in my early days and i still haven't found the scripture for that and and really folks many
1: times we make a job out of what should be a pleasure now the bible is not a book of systematic
0: theology you cannot turn in your Bible to the chapter on praying. It's all through it. This systematic theology and dividing things up and putting them in boxes, that's human invention. Here a little, there a little is God's method. it all together and mix it up real good the
1: theological cooking show i've got a question for you what were god's
0: evening visits to the garden if they were not a time of prayer for adam and eve there was communion. It was communication. It was not a laundry list of, God, we need a hoe sharpener. We need another rake. Things were kind of bad over in the apple orchard. <laughs> the peaches have too many bees biting them this year. It wasn't that. It was a time of fellowship, of talking to each other,
1: of uh, of communication. Prayer. Prayer. It wasn't a laundry list of requests, but a time of fellowship. Now, there was
0: a one of the hosts, and, and I, I didn't see it, and I'm not planning on seeing it. But I, it made it enough of a stir that I heard it other ways, on the news, radio news, and so on.
1: But one of the hosts of The View made a comment that people
0: who claim they hear from God, and she may have been taking a shot at the, I think it was the vice president at the time, but that whoever she was talking about, that people who believe they hear from God are somehow mentally unbalanced. Now, there was enough blowback from that that there was an apology made. But a lot of times with these apologies, and I'm not trying to be political here, folks. I'm i am going in an entirely different situation. Entirely different direction. But sometimes it looks to me like that what's apologized for was what they really meant, or they might not have said it in the first place. I know here's a while back and what and all, but but uh, something escaped from my lips, and I, the I made an apology about it, but it really rocked me because I didn't know that was in there. And until it came out, I didn't realize how bad it sounded. And and uh, everybody that was involved said, "Oh, we're good, brother Moss. We're we're good." And by the way, it didn't involve anybody from this church, so they don't know what I'm talking about either.
1: But something's in there to bring it up. What's in the well comes up in the bucket. There are some people, many people I'm sure, who think people who hear from God,
0: hear God talks to them, they think you're unbalanced mentally. And through the years, there have been people who have gone off in wild directions who did blame it on God. But God's not going to tell us to do something that's separate and distinct and inappropriate according to his written
1: word. Put my title slide back up.
0: Can you hear from God? Can anybody hear from God? Does God talk to anybody? Is God talking to, to people a part of prayer? You know, we've, we've mentioned that around here. I don't know how many of you noticed it, probably several, but, but the thing is that prayer is not just bringing God a list of things. It's not just telling him this, that, and the other and, and asking for help with, with whatever's going on. Prayer is also hearing what God says back. Remember, one of the definitions of prayer is to ask a question. If you ask a question, you ought to
1: get an answer. That's only polite. And if if the Lord gives you an answer, you ought to listen to it. Listen
0: to me. Noah got detailed. I'm sure much more detailed than we have record of. Engineering and architectural plans for a boat. Oh, God doesn't talk to people. Then, uh, then Noah drowned. But God gave him specifics. It wasn't just an amorphous feeling. It was three three stories. It was the kind of wood to use. It was what kind of, of stuff to use to seal it inside and out and directions on that. It was directions, I'm sure, on how to build whatever petitions or cages or whatever was needed to separate the
1: animals that were going to be in there. God spoke to him. Abraham got a promise from God. Not every week, but he got a few
0: few conversations with God through the years, but that promise sustained him for a hundred years. That's a pretty strong promise. That's a pretty strong impression of God speaking. If it last a hundred years, there are most of us. We get directions, and in uh, six months later, will you not follow them anymore? Ask your doctor, Moses was given ongoing directions for delivering and leading more than a million people, up to as many as three million people for a period of 40 years. You tell me God doesn't speak to people?
1: We just did away with the books of Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. He also got plans for an elaborate tabernacle.
0: And he was convincing enough in telling the people about it and then bringing offerings until he had to tell them, don't bring any more. We've got enough. Maybe the last time that ever said. Samuel got specific instructions for a power transfer from theology to monarchy. Oh, and by the way, at the same time he got instructions for the power transfer, he also got an attitude adjustment.
1: He was upset, and he went to God, and God straightened him out. Have you ever really noticed
0: how many times that the Bible reports and records The Lord said, God spoken to, the word of the Lord came, thus saith the Lord of hosts over and over and over. And similar phrasings throughout the scriptures. I think we generally have a concept now you can, I'll probably be back here after service and you can, you can correct me if I'm wrong but we generally have a concept of prayer that we talk and God listens then he's supposed to go what go do whatever we told him to do and if he doesn't do that then Something's wrong with them. James said it might be wrong with what we asked. But it could be that we miss the whisper of love. Or even the yell of
1: frustration that says, Listen to me. I'm trying to tell you something. In our hustle and in
0: our panic, can we here stand still and see? Can we stop discounting a promise that won't be fulfilled in 90 days? But like Isaiah 7:14 and 9, 6 will be over 700 years in arriving. Well, God said it, and it's not here yet. When God called me by a vision to Bartlesville, he showed me things, and it's been amazing over the decades to see multitudes of those things come to pass. And, and they, didn't, they didn't come to pass real quick. <clears throat> I remember Brother Beardsley talking about he was discouraged here early on, because they only had so many folks that had received the Holy Ghost in the first year or so. And he, he, was, he was feeling like failure. And I can understand that. But I also know that God showed me uh, that I would be praying in that church with, with uh, many people But it was two years before the first one ever received the Holy Ghost in Bartlesville. But I had a word from the Lord. He had told me something. And there are yet things that have not come to pass, but I am seeing things move into place. One of these times I'm figuring we're going to make a trip back out there and I'm going to see the rest of it happen. And even if I don't see it happen, he said it. You know, there used to be a bumper sticker. Jesus said it, I believe it, that settles it. You can leave out the middle line. If he said it, that settles it. Have you ever contemplated just how much of the Bible is the result of of conversations between humanity and deity. The prophets didn't make all that stuff up. They heard from God. Has it ever occurred to you that the difference in how so many of the Psalms begin And how they end might be because the writer heard something in between the start and the finish. You notice how many of them start, they're down, and they finish
1: up? They heard something in between. Our concept of prayer must not, must not,
0: must not be restricted to a wish list for the Almighty. Here, Lord, this is is what we need today. It's not like my wife handing me a grocery list and saying, go get these if you will. He's not our lackey. Sometimes he says no. That's when we need to hear that it's no instead of, well, he didn't do anything about it. He said something, listen to him. The request, and and I know when we have our, our small groups, we ask for prayer requests and 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 we concentrate on that part of it there's there's nothing wrong with that i'm not trying to take that away i'm trying to not contract it but expand it and and more than just saying well we ought to listen to god i'm i'm trying to emphasize that this morning or this evening i'm trying to 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 put some some spotlights on it so that we can realize That when we say we can hear from God, we're not just batting our gums. We're saying we can hear from God. It's what this whole thing is built on that we've heard from God. Somebody heard from God. You heard from God. He spoke to your heart. He may have spoken to you where you could almost write down the words that he was using. Our list, our our request list should be on a, a small part of our conversation with him. Prayer is petition. But one of the definitions is also worship. Not just will you, Lord, but thank you, Lord. It includes receiving instruction. Just ask Noah. I think he appreciated some instruction. He couldn't tread water very long. It includes guidance. Moses appreciated that. Enlightenment and plain old-fashioned fellowship. We fellowship with each other, but we can fellowship with him and have an enjoyment of his company. I had a friend she's she's gone to be with the Lord but uh, I, I'm sure some folks thought she was strange. Maybe most of us are but it's generally a good kind of strange but she was she told me that she was in a place lonely depressed under spiritual pressure you know you know probably what that is and she said it was just like the lord came and sat down at the kitchen table with her and they had a conversation. Somebody came the next day and said, I came to visit you yesterday afternoon, started to knock on the door, and I heard you talking to somebody. So I thought, well, she's busy. I'll just come back later. And it was at the time when our dear sister was sitting at the table, and she felt like the Lord was there our so much of our our association with with the lord with our god with our savior should not be so much that we're entering into the throne room and standing before the king even kings like to visit with old friends and forget about the crown for a while. It's still there, but to friends, friends. There are a lot of things I don't understand about the Bible. Mark Twain said that some people are, are upset because they don't understand things in the Bible. He said, what upsets me is the things I do understand. There are a lot of things I don't understand, and especially in that last book. But seven times in two chapters of the book of Revelation, Jesus made a statement. It's hard to misinterpret. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He that hath an ear, let him hear. What the Spirit says to the... Oh, that does say that, doesn't it? It says churches. It doesn't say preachers. So it's not just that the preachers say they've been talking to him. It's all his children that he wants to speak to. We're talking about a relationship. You see, if the Lord couldn't speak to me on a pew there's no way he could have gotten me to where I'd be standing in a pulpit if I don't have an ability to hear from him how am I going to understand what some preacher is saying about repentance repentance is a word until the Lord quickens it to your heart and you understand what you need to do. We don't get here unless the Spirit draws us. We've got to hear from Him. He that hath an ear, listen to me, To the churches, not the preachers, but the churches. He's talking to you. Can you hear him say, listen to me? And the beautiful thing about this is that you don't have to be kneeling. You don't have to have your hands folded. You just have to be with an open ear, listen to me. You better listen to me. Why don't you listen to me? All kinds of different inflections that we can use those same few words. But I feel like this morning or this evening that that the Lord would, would be saying to all of us, I know that it seemed like he's saying it more and more to me all the time. Would you listen to me? I'm talking to you. I've got things to tell you. There are directions I want you to go. There are instructions that I need to give you. Listen to me. Listen to me. I can almost hear Gala. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Now, at this point, I'm supposed to give you some action or some way that you can follow through on this and apply it to your everyday life and and, and feel bettered by all of this. But this morning, I don't know what that would be except just leave yourself in a position and in a state where that you can listen that when he begins to speak that we begin to listen that we don't get so busy with other things that we create enough noise in our lives that it drowns him out pray pray saints pray I'm not just saying ask for help. I'm not just saying take care of a problem. I'm not just saying bring it to him. I'm saying pray. Let's listen to him. That's an equal part of prayer.
1: Listen to me.
0: No, that's not Roy Moss that I'm wanting you to listen to me. You know, I'm just like the rest of you. The Lord gave me two ears and one mouth. That ought to be a hint. He gave you two ears and one mouth. We ought to be listening. We ought to be listening. Dear Lord, help us listen. Help us listen. Now, what do we do? I want us to take a time of prayer, not just to say things, although that's acceptable. That's that's very acceptable, but to just take a little while. Lord, will you speak to me? And if I have hearing problems, help me. We've reached the place where my wife and I, we're talking to each other about twice as much as we used to. And about getting to the second half of it is what? And if I can say that to her, and I love her, and that's, there's no problem with us saying what to each other. If you don't understand, ask the Lord, what? Say it again. We have a patient and understanding Lord. What, Lord? I didn't get that. Would you Would you make it plain? He told one of his prophets, write it large, make it plain, so he that runs can read it. Let's take a few minutes and let's just pray. Dear Jesus, thank you, Lord, that we're not cut off, that you can still talk, that you do still talk, that you you visit with your church, with your people, with your saints. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I'm going to ask us to stand and let's just worship the Lord, but I'm going to charge you. He that hath an ear,
1: let him hear what the spirit says to you as part of the church.